very little stipend that I got, and God said something to me. And our church had just been transitioned, new leadership had taken over. Went to Shannon to go and fetch her, and as I was about to say to her, listen, we need to talk, well, I think I might have even said that, she said, you know what, I feel we should get married. And we, so I had this little salary, Shannon was to study the next year, no, we had no money for the studies, we were hoping her parents would be able to pay, and we go to the home group, and all of a sudden, someone says, you know what, I believe that you two should get married. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful, fantastic, how, I have no idea. So we go home, and I said, Lord, I've got to hear from you. I've got to hear from your word. I've got to hear. I've got to hear. And I just felt in my spirit, go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, one thing about faith is faith comes by hearing. And obviously in the context of Romans, it's about being born again. But let me tell you, every Bible story there builds our faith to believe. Do you believe that every story in the Bible happened? Do you believe that Jesus did pray for the blind person and see him restored? Did he pray for the person who had demons in him and he was restored? That same power, that resurrection power is in you and I, but we need to demonstrate and act out our faith. So this, I go home, God gives me Genesis chapter 12, I read it. Abraham, you and your wife Sarai, leave your father's home. I was still living with my father, Shannon, still living with her mom. So that's a clear word. Even the couple that left to transition and went overseas left some possessions for us. And it says over there, they took them with Lot and their possessions and they went to the promised land. So they journey out. He steps out. God doesn't say there's provision. So I go happily to our um, pastors at the time and I said, hey, by the way, guys, we want to get married. What do you think? Oh, it's a good idea. Um, and I said, you know, this is what we want. We're hoping he's going to increase my salary, be enough for Shannon and I, cushy, come in full time. He says, but I think this is what you need to do. You need to go and find a job. So I lose my job right there. It says, by the beginning of next year, go and find a job because you need to look after your wife. So now God's spoken. My provision has been taken away and we've got to do our press forward. God has spoken. When God has spoken, we act out in that word, but I felt I needed to press on because I felt that God had said something. We'd never taken steps of faith before in such a serious way, especially because your provision gets taken away when God speaks sometimes to test your faith. And so we step forward and Shannon's, we go to Shannon's dad, speak to him. I don't know how he agreed, probably because I don't even know how it did. It must have been a miracle because I had no job coming up um, and we had no place to stay. Shannon had to start studying and she had no, no way of paying for it. So we press on. Long story short is that in faith, with my little salary, I decided we'd go on a month honeymoon, okay? It was presumptuous, it was audacious, but God had said, you need to get married. And every time I felt, a, I just remember Genesis 12, it was so clear. I never put that word in my heart. I never, God gave me that word. So we trusted on the, on the wedding night that we would see God move and that we'd raise up some funds. We didn't beg anyone. We didn't say, hey, we, I think they all felt sorry for us that came. And my dad said, what is your budget going to be? So in the meantime, I found a temporary job that I could get coming back from honeymoon. It was with a, a, a business that did insurance and my, my commission would be 2,000 rand a month and the rest would be commission. We found a flat that would cost us 1,800 rand. We had 200 rand left over for everything. I tell my dad, he's not born again. He's like, are you freaking, are you nuts? So it was impossible. But what happened that night that we got uh, married, I don't know what, God, God provided in such a miraculous way. We still had to pay our rent. We moved all of our stuff into our flat. 
and we trusted God that we'd go on this month honeymoon. Put deposits down at the Kruger Park and down at the coast, and we were going to Van Rennen as well. So Bush, the Berg, and the beach, we had trusted God. <laughs> Thinking now, would I do that? Not a chance. But the reason why I'm here today is because that was the stepping stone, and we raised up enough money to pay our double deposit, pay them, off you go on honeymoon, go to these different places, we on a month honeymoon, come back, but on the way there, Shannon had already gone in for an interview with her nursing, the nursing council. They gave her a bursary without her applying. They then provided a job for her coming back. And when I came back, I got another job from somebody else. And we had enough money to pay some, for some appliances. It was the start of a great step of faith. Something just gets put inside of you. Your DNA gets affected by making calls like that. Look, I lost my job three months later. Then God gave me another one. But... That was the start. You've got to step out there. Because and the whole time, understanding that when Jesus sent them out without provision, he gives them the word. He gives Abraham the word to go. Abraham takes too many things with him, has an issue. Eventually, he messes up, but God's promise still comes through, and God makes good on his promise. So God has to speak. So we need to be thrown off into the deep end, and we need to trust that God is going to provide. Even when he's spoken and things get taken away, we've got to trust God. The second thing that we read out of that passage of Scripture is that we are called to heal the sick. It's hard to contend for your own healing. It's hard to trust God that you're going to get healed. Some of us, even here today, may be sitting with issues, sickness, problems. Are there anyone here trusting God for healing? Just put up your hand. You're trusting God. Maybe you've been prayed for a hundred times, maybe a thousand times. But what I want to trust is that if that is where we're at, that God's power moves in this meeting. Because I have no doubt that he will. I want to fast forward to another situation. We then hear from God that we need to plant a church. God says to me, be ready in five years' time to plant a church. Clear word. I felt him speak to me in the spirit. I knew that it was. So then Brian, who led the church at the time, came to me two, three weeks later and says, what's your five-year plan? I couldn't believe it. I said to him, well, I feel that like God is saying we're going to plant a church. And he says, oh, that's nice. So a couple of weeks or months into that, he says to me, listen, forget that five-year plan because right now you're never going to plant a church because all you're looking at doing is planting a church and you're not leading here. So I was rebuked and I felt that God said to me, shepherd where you're at. Love the place that you're at. And fast forward five years, almost to the day, I'd settled in my heart, doesn't matter if we never go anywhere, but I just need to be in the valley where I am, look after the people. I came onto the eldership team. I felt that that was the right thing to do. Almost to the month, God speaks clearly to us. We're in Mozambique on a mission trip, doing the work of ministry. Shannon and I had not even had our first child. Felt the Lord say to me, it's time to go. It's time to plant this church. So I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Go back. It felt like a, it's just something that happens when you plant a church. Your, your heart starts shifting from the place that you're at Went to Brian and Lisa, shared with them, and they said, great, we believe it's right. It's a good idea. I had just started a business. I started a business a year or two before that. In faith, I still had to pay my vehicle off. The partner that came on board with me gave me a little bit of a, a beginning to a little bit of a float to start my business. I couldn't pay for my, my vehicle. I said to him, we've got to sell my vehicle. He said, no, trust God. And from day one, a friend of mine came on board, worked uh, for me free of charge because I'd helped him in the youth days 
We started this business with nothing. God provides month on month. And we start, what do we hit? The recession, 2008, 2009. Fantastic. First year profit, second year right down the toilet. It was just, we surviving. But God says, plant this church. So I say, great. Two, three months before the church plant, Shannon falls pregnant. It was all her fault. And we were not meaning to be so irresponsible. Went to Brian Lisa and said, this is what's happening. I said, great, that shouldn't stop you. Off you go. You're still going to plant this church. Now our eyes are this big because we're hardly being provided for in this business and we've got to take, but God has spoken. And so we get to the, just before we're about to plant this church, I do a massive business deal with overalls, about 2,000 overalls for this uh, company that we provided um, safety equipment for. And somewhere in between, there was a, a Skeldaggerous company that the big company pays them. They're supposed to pay us and pay us just a couple of hundred thousand rand short on the deal. And so we're planning a church. We now fall pregnant. And then we're two, three hundred thousand rand down. I've never been in debt before. I'm 20, I think I was 26 or 27. We're about to have our first child. Hey, we're crying on the pillow, asking God, please change this. Let's just delay this church plant. I felt the elders just keep saying, you've got to plant this church. God says, I want you to plant this church. And I, we asked God about that deal. God said, do this deal. God supernaturally showed us in those first months of that church plant that he provides, not the business. In that little group of people, God starts providing, and we start seeing God move. And a second business deal came from the same big company. They heard about our situation. I had to go to Bidvest. The directors of Bidvest sit on this huge big table, by this huge big table that we went with to celebrate our big deal with them, and go and say to them, listen, sir, we can't pay our debts. And it felt like David going against Goliath in this corporate world. And this financial director of Bidvest says, you know what, my boy? We're going to help you and trade our way out of this with you. We're going to put our legal team behind you. We're going to help you, but we keep trading through this. My eyes are open. I'm just, God just shows me that even he can allow you to get into a tough and a difficult, but we remembered from the first, first faith step that we took that we were put in a much worse situation before. We were not sure of our provision. We got a second deal, brought us back to, they actually paid the same amount for as if there was a middle company because they heard one of their people in their procurement had been part of this deal. And uh, they gave us a second order and it brought us within probably about 15 or 20,000 rand that we needed to pay off over a period of time back then in 2000 and 2009. And we got out of that debt and God carried on with this church bond because in Brackpan there was a spirit of poverty over that town and we needed to know that God is the provider. There were times where we had nothing, we had no chance of survival. We went full-time in ministry from 2014 after planting in 2010. It was unheard of in that town that people would not have a job and be able to go full-time. Prophetic word comes through, is my arm too short to bless you. God comes through. So friends, when it comes to Moving in God's power, we need to step out when God speaks, and we need to continue to do that, and we need to trust God. And even if you feel you haven't been in that space, it doesn't mean that today is not that day where we say, you know what, we're going to break the shackles and not seeing God move in power and start seeing that happen. So the other thing he does here is that he shows them that the gospel carries the means of provision. 
He shows us that, friends, when we step off out of comfort and onto that invisible bridge, he shows us that he's the one who provides and he's the one who will do that even because this gospel carries God's provision. Friends, keep preaching the good news. Let's get out of the church environment. Let's get into the world. And God will immediately start showing signs and wonders and miracles. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to be in the church preaching and doing what you're doing. But the adventure, the power, and the ministry of God happens when we step out with this gospel because it was radically called in Matthew chapter 10 and then again in Matthew 28 and uh, Mark 16. It is clear for us that that is what Jesus wants to see happen in our lives and it's in the Bible and it means that it's going to happen still. It was important for the disciples to be streetwise. When you get on the streets, it's amazing. You can have the IQ over 140 and you can be amazing behind a desk. But if you're not out on the streets learning to box smart, you don't learn to move this gospel in, a, in the worldly environment. And so what we did is when we planted the church in 2010, we went out on the streets and we started preaching and we started getting people into the church. We were an English church, an English group of people in an Afrikaans town, mixed multicultural little group of people with young people. I was a young English leader in an Afrikaans town. I mean, you just put, the, put two and two together. It wasn't very clever. And then we planted the church in a, next to a pub in a little like, conference hall. Very bad for Afrikaans culture because you go booze it up on the Saturday. You go nowhere near that place on Sunday. You go to church very far away from the bar that you were at. But God did something in that, in that move in that we started to see over a couple of years of hard planting, God started to shift the culture. And we started to see it. And eventually we handed over to a couple that was in our youth that planted with us, actually a black couple in an Afrikaans town, taking on a multicultural church. And that was because we did not settle for the fact that this is what has to happen. But we took the blows. We took some serious knocks. Were there times I looked at the rafters and thought to myself, I wouldn't mind hanging from those right now. You get to that point. That's where you get to. But God comes through and he starts training. We managed to find an Afrikaans high school that God opened the door to. We were doing street ministry the night before. God shows me a picture of somebody wearing a certain shirt. I meet that guy in the spa. On this. That guy happened to be the principal of the Afrikaans high school, the only school that opened up to us. And so I went to that school. We started ministry. It's a long story short. I'm giving you these testimonies because that's all I have. Because we read in the book of Revelation, they're overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. May the word of this testimony encourage you. I'm sure you've got better ones. I'm sure there's things, but we want to see power. We want to see the power of God wherever we go. So God opened that door to that school. English church. Those kids don't really understand hardly a word of English. I can only preach in English. And what happened is God started to move in power. And we started to see these kids get born again. Did we see those kids come to our church? Naught. I don't think one, one might have come to our church. And the one day I'm driving to the school, and God says to me, these kids have heard about the Bible stories enough now. It's time to demonstrate. I was like, oh, Lord, not today. He said, today you're going you're gonna to pray for people, and they need to get healed. I was like, oh, no. So we get the grade 11s. Grade eights are easy. They're moldable. They can still, they're still babies. Get the grade 11s. They don't know who they are. They're trying to be cool. They, oh, you know, Afrikaans, I'm, I'm preaching. And God just says to me, show them who I am. So I said, okay, God wants to do something today. Uh, let's 
Let's see who's going to get healed. Who needs healing? This kid stands up. Oh, my goodness. His leg is like that much shorter than the other. I'm like, oh, God, no, not that one. And you see, oh, that one. So I call him up there, and he's hobbling, and he comes to the front. Oh, Jesus. So I got the girls to pray. So if it failed, then it was their fault. <laughs> so I got some girls to come and pray for this kid. But he, and all of a sudden, this kid's leg grows, but radically. These kids start bursting out into tears. And all of a sudden, people start getting healed in every single grade coming through. And there was just something supernatural that broke out. But let me tell you that it's faith step after faith step, trusting God with your finances, your time, your family, your friends, your kids, everything. And in these power moments when God's going to move, He's going to move because you've pleased Him with the faith that you've, you've trusted Him. I was going to, they were going to kick me out of there if it didn't work that day. I was going to look like I walk out the hall of shame. But God never let me down. And so I just want to encourage you with these things because I believe that that's what God wants to do. He wants us to continue to do these things. Faith, friends, it's a gift given by God. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. It is not from yourself. It is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That it is grace, salvation, and faith has to be given to us. It has to. We need that faith to be born again. The second thing about faith is that it's given to us in measure. We read Romans 12 verse 3. It says, For I say, through the grace given to me, that everyone who is among you and not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt each one a measure of faith. Let me tell you, there's also a gift of faith. That gift of faith, some people have the ability to trust God just a little bit more than others to start with. But let me tell you that even with that little mustard seed, what did Jesus say he could do? So, exactly. And so, we then come to the next bit of a big faith step of ours. God started speaking to us, and uh, Greg has just arrived now. Um, Greg and I became friends, and we did a merge of two churches where uh, they led a site, and we merged the two churches together, and uh, we took it over because I said to myself, if Greg could release the site that they'd taken over and hand it over to us, I could walk closely with him. We started a partnership and started working together, and God spoke to us about handing this church over. I'll never forget having a dream that God said to us, it was a picture of, of me showing God my little, my little picture, of a little house that I'd built out of sticks and stones, and he was very happy with it, and he said, that's wonderful, but I want you to take it, throw it into the fire. It's like, no ways. He said, throw it in, trust me. And then he showed me a picture of a new building site. I had a business suit on with a hard hat, and there was this blueprint, and the resources of God were coming, and I felt that like it was God saying, it's time to hand over this church. This was 11 years in. And to trust God to then go and to be with somebody else that you need to now learn from. And if we felt that there was something else, Greg always said, there's, you're going to be from Brackpan, but there's something else for you. And so friends, part of that faith is to let go of even what you have built, even what your baby, God has always called for us to be able to and willing to sacrifice our baby. And you never sacrifice it because God provides a leader to take over because we needed to be schooled for the next couple of years. Oh, we got schooled. 
We thought we knew a lot. I had what we call SPS, spoiled boss syndrome. Being in ministry, being in my own business, thinking I'm the, I'm the leader, coming into a church environment, coming to learn a whole lot of things. God said to me, I'm going to take you to the cases. I'm going to rebuild you. And whatever comes out of that, that's, I just want to, I want to set this as a platform for us, friends. So coming over here to Belito came out of a season where I needed to be on someone else's team to learn from and to be the baby all over again. Friends, it's not easy to humble yourself once you've been down the road and then to say, I'm going to go and be on someone else's team. It takes faith. But God is always going to say something we can step out when he's spoken. Faith is not a gamble. Faith is always promised by the word, and it is a sure guarantee. I want to encourage you with that. So just before we came here, Wim Henikata over there faithfully comes and delivers a word because we needed to hear whether we'd come and take over and transition this church. And we hadn't heard from God. We'd come here, preached, and we felt it was good, but we needed the word of God. And so I don't know what made him preach out of that passage of Scripture, but it was Deuteronomy chapter 1. Do you remember that Scripture, Wim? He preaches out of this, and he says, break camp, leave, and go down. And there's a, a specific passage in that first few verses and down to the coast. And we had a few insecurities in us, and we knew it was, we needed to hear. Out of the five or six insecurities, he answered all of them in his bullet points. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about this. Now we have faith. God brings us into this season of Belita. We had 20 years of preparation hardship, not always easy, promises. God promised all of this amazing stuff. We never saw it happen for 20 years. And then all of a sudden, I mean, the church has carried on. We've handed over the church and the church is doing fine. But coming to this place, God then turns over into a new season and God starts moving and there's supernatural power. But we've seen all of these things happen through these years because that's utilizing and exercising that faith muscle. Faith needs to grow. We need to see it grow. And how do we do that? By taking these steps of faith. But don't take steps of faith without God speaking. How much time do we have left? Where do we go to? 25-2, as far as I know. 10 minutes. Okay. So, I'm hoping that this has stirred a bit of faith in your situation. But what I felt praying and getting ready for this time I believe that God wants to set some of us free in terms of even our own sickness or maybe our own, just sometimes we get into a rut of a difficult understanding what faith is and trusting that God can and start seeing the supernatural power of God. Sometimes we've maybe just shied away from trusting Him. Maybe nothing's been happening in our church. Maybe, maybe there's just more. But I did feel that there's some people here that are sitting with incurable disease or pain that you're dealing with or maybe even battling in certain areas. If that's you, I'd like you to stand, not because anyone needs to know what it is or what's wrong, but I'd like you to stand and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that we then start to minister to one another and then I'm going to trust that God will release faith and that we'll start seeing just a little bit more because if one thing I can trust God for, nothing of what I say is even important other than his word, but to see our churches and our people being set free and being able to see the gospel being shared on the streets and signs and wonders following the preaching of the word. I just want to read verse 19 of that Mark scripture. 
This is what it says. This is the courage that we have. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them and he was taken up into heaven, he sat at the right hand of God and the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. That's our promise. That's what the word of God says. And that's what I'm going to trust God for. So first of all, those of us that are battling, I actually tore my hamstring on Monday playing touch rugby. And I was like, God, I'm going to come and share about faith. I'm going to trust you. Friends, from Monday to Friday, I've seen a vast improvement, almost a radical, I mean, it was, it was bad. It was pretty silly to go and play touch rugby at 20-year-olds as a 40-year-old, but, you know, but it, just trusting God, even your own body, trusting God for healing, trusting God for supernatural signs and wonders. So I'm gonna, if you trust in God for that, won't you stand? Won't you stand? Father, we know. We know that you, your word is real. Let's just have compassion for those people that have been trusting God. For some of us that have been trusting God and not seen your body healed, we're going to trust that if you have faith, won't you stick your hand up? Trusting God for that. And some of us that have just been stirred by this word, she's like, you know what, I'm going to trust God that when we lay hands on the sick, that they will recover. I want you to go and pray for some of these people. We're going to trust God that there is in our leaders a moment where we can see God move. Let's trust God together. Come and stand around these people. Ask them what they need prayer for, please. And let's trust that God does something right now in this meeting because we need to trust that, that the God moves. Stand around somebody, please. Go and find somebody that you have faith for and pray with them. felt areas like thyroid issues, arthritis problems, a um, couple of dreaded diseases, things that you know you're battling with. I felt God speak into a couple of those that God wants to heal. And it's with the prayer of faith that makes us well. 